Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. 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 Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.
Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.
Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.
Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.
Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.
Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Uh, the official time to start. Um, good afternoon and welcome to this meeting of a panel of UDC's Licensing and Environmental Health Committee. We are here today to determine an application for a variation in the conditions upon the premises license of the Queen Victoria Jalsagar Indian Restaurant and Public House in Dunmore. This hearing is taking place through the medium of Zoom video conferencing. Since this is a public meeting, as required by law for the purposes of the, of the Licensing Act 2003 and regulations made hereunder, it is not a court of law. Strict rules of evidence do not apply and we do not permit cross-examination. Our findings will be made on balanced probability 
and though it is not our usual practice, we will today be taking advantage of the provisions of, of Regulation 26, the licensing hearing regulations, and we will be reserving our decision. A written notice will be with the parties by email by close of play on Friday afternoon. I will first ask all of those present this afternoon for the benefit of the audio record and for those dialing in by telephone to identify themselves. I will start with myself, then I'd like to move to the members of the panel, uh, after which I would like to the members of UDC, the officers of UDC, uh, then for the people for the applicants, people for the police, and then anybody else who is participating. So I start with myself. Uh, my name is Patrick Laval. I'm the district councillor for Dunmo South and Barnston, and therefore I am the district councillor for the ward in which the, um, the premises are located. I'm also the chair of the Licensing and Environmental Health Committee. And I'll pass it on to Colin. Councillor Day, you might be on mute. Councillor Day, you're on mute. Thank you. <laughs> Good morning. I'll get this right soon. Um, yes, my name's Colin Day. I'm District Councillor. I too represent uh, Great Dunmo South um, and Barnston Ward, of which the uh, applicant uh, or the application this morning for the restaurant is situated. Um, I have uh, an interest that I should declare in so much as that I uh, have a Metropolitan Police pension. Councillor Lees. Uh, good afternoon. I'm Katrina Lees. I'm Deputy Leader of the Council and I'm the Councillor Representative of Elsenham and Henham Ward. And Councillor Isham. Good afternoon, Vera Isham. I'm the District Councillor for the Takeley Ward. And then for the UDC officers, please. Um, I'll go first. I'm Steve Mahoney. I'm the Senior License Officer for Uttersford District Council. I'm Elizabeth Smith, the Council's Litigation and Planning Solicitor and Legal Advisor to this panel this afternoon. Ben Ferguson, Democratic Services. I'm hosting the meeting on Zoom today. I'm Alistair Bock, and I'm a Democratic Services Officer. And I'm Chris Gibson, a Democratic Services Officer. Thank you. And then for the uh, for the applicants. Good afternoon. I'm David Dads. I'm counsel for the uh, premise license holder. Thank you. Good afternoon. I'm Hadith Chowdhury, the license holder. Thank you. And with you, Mr. Chowdhury. My name is Fazal Okay. Thank you. Are there any more uh, representatives from the uh, applicants? No, no, that's all. Okay. And then for the police. Good afternoon. My name is William Moody. I'm one of Essex Police's district licensing officer. Um, you may have been expecting Vicky Powell, um, but I'm stepping in today um, at fairly short notice for her. Okay, thank you. Do we have any more um, 
members who wish to or uh, people who wish to um, identify themselves. Okay, thank you. So we will be following our usual procedure insofar as, is, as it is possible. Um, we will begin with the case officer, Mr. Mahoney, presenting his report, and then the parties and the panel may ask questions of him. They may not make submissions or speeches. Then, since it is for the applicants to satisfy us that it is in the public interest and will best further the licensing objectives if this application is granted, they, speaking through their solicitor or on their on behalf, may make their case. Given the medium through which the hearing is being conducted, can each speaker please identify themselves when they start to speak? Uh, when you're not speaking, I would like to ask you all to, to put your microphones on mute. Um, and if you wish to speak, if you could uh, either raise a physical hand or raise a blue hand if you're aware of how to do that via um, uh, Zoom. Um, the police and panel may then ask questions. Upon the conclusion of the applicant's evidence, the police may then set out their evidence in, in response. The same procedure will be followed by, whereby questions may be asked of the police who may, th who may then make the police submissions to the panel. Finally, the applicant's solicitor may make a final concluding statement. We will then adjourn this hearing to make our decision. A written decision notice setting out our decision, the reasons for it, and the party's right of appeal will be forwarded, forwarded to everyone by email by the close of play on Friday of this week. Does anybody have any questions about the pr process that I've laid out? Mr. Dabbs. I just have an observation, uh, Mr. Chairman, um, and it may be that your legal advisor can just uh, clarify. You set out the, the test originally by saying it's a public interest test as well as the licensing objective test. Um, there is no such public interest test. It's only the licensing objectives. So if we can satisfy you, the licensing objective will be promoted. The license ought to be granted. However, the burden, the evidential burden of showing that the licensing objective will be undermined is that for the objective, which is Essex Police, and that's the test for today. Ms Smith, do you have any comments to make? My only observation, Mr Chair, would be that uh, compliance with licensing objectives is in the public interest. Okay, thank you. Okay, so on, on, on that basis, then, I will now ask Mr Mahoney to present his report. Thank you, Chair. Uh, I'm Steve Mahoney, the Senior License Officer at the Council, and this is my brief report. Uh, the application before the panel today is for the grant of a major variation of the Queen Victoria, also known as the Sargar Restaurant. Apologies for my pronunciation. The application is dated the 20th of March 2020 and is made by Mr Fazu Chowdhury, the premises licence holder. The report sets out details of the application for a major variation to a premises licence uh, in respect of 79 Stortford Road, Great Dunmo, CM6-1DL. Repreta representations have been made by Essex Police in response to this application, so therefore the matter has been referred to to the Committee for Adjudication. 
79 Stortford Road, Great Dunmo Public House and Restaurant is situated in the town of Great Dunmo. Uh, uh, a plan showing the location of the premises is attached as Appendix D. An application for a grant of a premises licence at 79 Stortford Road, Great Dunmo, was determined by the Licensing Environmental Health Committee in June 2019, and the decision of the committee was to grant the licence with conditions, one of which the applicant seeks to have removed with this major variation application. Uh, the premises has been before the Licensing Environmental Health Committee before and been the subject of police attention, all of which is on the timeline of significant events, Appendix C6, that forms part of the Essex Police Representations Act. I'm sure you know, Mr Chair, that the, uh, the, the options open to the committee today are to grant the application, to modify the application by inserting conditions, or to reject the application in its entirety. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. So first of all, if I could ask the members of the licensing panel, do you have questions for Mr Mahoney? No, no. Okay, thank you. Mr Dads, as the um, applicants, do you have any questions for Mr Mahoney? No, I'll leave my um, points for submissions, Mr Chairman. Okay, thank you. Okay, in uh, that Mr. case... Mr Chairman, sorry, just to clarify, what I intend to do is I will speak on behalf of the premise licence holder, um, and if I need to take instructions, I'd indicate to you, and I'll put on mute here, and I'll speak to my client on the other device. Um, and that's how I hope that we can, I can take instructions, being at two different places, if that's all right with you. That, that works under these circumstances, yes. Okay. Thank you. So, Mr. Moody, if you, sorry, um, sorry, Mr. Dads, if you'd now like to make your, your case. Thank you very much. I, I don't expect I'd be more than um, about five minutes, but obviously uh, happy to answer any questions. Uh, members obviously will have received the application, and I believe you would have seen the additional information regarding our response to Essex Police regarding their representation. Is that correct, Mr Chairman? Has everyone got that? Yes, we have the documents. Thank you. Um, the, uh, I, I hear what uh, your legal advisor has said, and I can't see on the screen because I'm limited to the number of people on the screen at any one time, but um, the, the test is about is promoting of the licensing objectives, one could argue, well, well, it's got to be in the public interest, but public interest is a different legal definition and different test. It, we have to, um, to satisfy you the licensing objectives are going to be promoted uh, or not undermined. But likewise, uh, Essex Police, uh, when they raise an objection or any other party makes a representation, has to uh, set out in their evidence why they believe the application undermines the licensing objections and doesn't promote it. So the burden actually is on the objector because without the objection from Essex Police, the local authority would have to have granted the license or the variation to the license without a hearing. The only reason we're having a hearing is because Essex Police has, have made representation and the burden is on them to show that the licensing objectives would be undermined. And that is the test 
that I will re repeat at the end of the closing, just to um, be clear that that's the, the measure which I, I, I'm working on, and that's the law. In relation to the application, it's straightforward. It is an application to vary a condition on the premises license. It's to remove one and replace it by another, and that is set out in the application. Um, I won't. Um, I won't take time reading it uh, because you have it before you've read it. But in essence, it's to remove um, uh, uh, one of the names uh, from uh, from uh, uh, being excluded from the premises to allow. Mr. Zilul uh, Ismail Chowdhury to be able to work at the premises. The um, the, the starting position from uh, certainly from our point of view is that there is a premises license. That premises uh, was a new license granted last year. Uh, your officer is right. I think it was in July 2019, and that. Uh, that license was granted, and the reasons and decision are set out in the appendix to the uh, to the agenda. Now, um, since the grant of that license, um, we would submit that there's been no undermining the licensing objectives. Uh, there's been no review. There's been no um, enforcement action, and that the licensing objectives have been and are being promoted. Now, going forward. There's no evidence that suggests that nothing uh, that that will not change, and the licensing objectives will continue to be promoted. The premise license holder, management, and ownership and structure does not change, will not change, uh, and uh, and remains the same. The um, going forward, the only um, difference that we are asking for is to allow um, Mr. Zal. Um, Ismail Chowdhury to be able to attend on the premises as a worker. He will have to provide his identification, he will be put on PAYE, he'll work in the evenings, and he'll be supervised by the current owners of the business in the normal way. Uh, there is no undermining licensing objectives by doing that. No one is suggesting that the premise license holder and the, and the owner of the business is any way undermining the licensing objectives will be undermining the licensing objective by that employment. Uh, the reason for that at this moment in time is because um, there is, as we all know, uh, a national crisis. There is um, a need to try to rely on some family members to come along and help the business. So it's only in these exceptional circumstances that the application is being made. Uh, otherwise, we would normally be able to rely on uh, paid staff, uh, in essence, um, the, uh, the family member will, whilst be on PAYE uh, on the system, uh, won't won't uh, will be working in effect for the family to to support the business. Um, I, I've set out in the letter uh, to the police service the rebuttal of um, a suggestion that the current premise license holder is dishonourable in some way, and I, I, do, I hope that they will retract that that submission today. Um, so from our point of view, uh, nothing changes from the structure of the ownership, shares, directors. Uh, the, uh, the only change is that we are allowed to have um, the other individual in on the premises working. Uh, he'll be supervised. There's no suggestion that he will uh, be involved in any management supervision of the premises whatsoever, uh, and that there's no undermining licensing objectives. 
We've had no member of the public raise any objection. We've had no councillor uh, raise any objection. The licensing authority, who will be duty-bound to raise an objection if they thought it was undermining the licensing objectives, um, would object. They do not object. Um, and the only objection is from Essex Police. And I've yet to see any evidence that uh, suggests that going forward, the licensing objectives will be undermined. This application uh, and this license has to be judged on its own merits. This is not the, this is not a license that was subject to a review and an appeal that was allowed. This is a new application. So it, it, you can only, in effect, I say, deal with matters arising from the grant of its license to today. And there's been no undermining the licensing objectives. Um, I know it's a bit unusual to do it by the Zoom, so I, I hope um, I've made myself clear. And I apologise, you can't you can't read body language, you can't see if everyone's understood what I've said or, or get any reaction. So if there are any questions, I'm happy to answer them. Mr Chairman, I think that summarises the application on behalf of the uh, premise licence holder. Okay, thank you, Mr Dads. So first of all, if I could ask... Uh, for the members of the panel, whether there are questions for Mr. Dads. Colin, uh, Councillor Day. Yes, thank you, Chair. Um, Colin Day, District Councillor. Good afternoon, Mr. Dad. Um, I'd like to um, just remind you, Mr. Dad, uh, going back to the last hearing, uh, Essex Police at that hearing told this panel that they believed that there was no real change in the management structure of the premises as they considered Mr. Zyle Sheldery continued to have a day-to-day -day control and was running the business. We understand that uh, Mr. Zyle is the nephew of the owner, and the owner, of course, is a major shareholder of this business. Would you agree that this really is the heart of the matter? We have here a restaurant business that has, and I, I can't say it in any other words, an appalling track record of immigration crime on four occasions over the last seven years. The Chowdhury family have been involved in the management of those... Sorry, Mr. Mr. Chairman, could I just interject for a moment? Firstly, I didn't hear from, would you agree, because there was an interruption. But because we're doing it through Zoom, it might be a good idea uh, to have very brief questions one at a time, and I can write them down and then respond. I have to write down multiple questions but where I've got statements, it, it's quite tricky to to respond, and and the and the the, net, the the signal is not as strong. So, Mr. Chairman, would you be able to give some direction about whether questions should be just one at a time, or for me to make a note of them? Okay. Chairman, if I could assist, it is a reasonable request in the circumstances under which this hearing is being held. Thank you. Th thanks to both of you. Yes. Uh, Councillor Day, if you could limit yourself to one question at a time. That's a little bit difficult, Chairman, because it, it is sort of tied in the whole sequence, really. Um, 
so perhaps I got to, if I go I back to well, I, I got to where you said, would you agree? Well, could you answer Mr. Dad's to that point then? I didn't hear it. That's why I want you to repeat it, sir. Thank you. Well, I'll, I'll... Oh, okay, yes, uh, Councillor Day. I, I think the point of Mr. Dad's was that there was some disruption during the during your question. Um, if you could just repeat the first part of your question, thank you. Uh, okay, I'll have to go back to my notes now, Chair. I've uh, been slightly put off there. I think that might be best if you wouldn't mind, Councillor Day. Pardon? It might be best if you start again at the beginning and break up your question into small bite-sized chunks. Uh, Thank you. Right, Mr. Dads, I'll I'll go slowly for your benefit and for the benefit of everybody. I would like to return to the last hearing in June of last year. There, Essex Police at that hearing told the panel that they believed there was no real change in the management structure of the premises. They considered Mr. Zyl Chowdhury continued to have a day-to-day control and was running the business. He is the nephew of the owner who is also the major shareholder of the business. Now, the crux of the question is to you, would you agree that this is really the heart of the matter? Thank you, Councillor Day. Mr Chairman, can I respond? Yes, that's the first part of the question, if you'd like to respond to that, Mr Dads. Yes, please. Um, Councillor Day, uh, firstly, um, this is an, a new appli- a new licence. So um, in relation to the granting of it since last July, you would look at from July and now. I would ask you to do that because the licence was granted and that's the currency of the license. There was no license before that period. Uh, n- notwithstanding, I understand there were objections at the time. The point you raised is that um, there was a submission argued that there would be a continuing of control, but that was re- rejected and the license was granted. Furthermore, as a matter of law and fact, um, uh, Mr. Zoll is not a director, owner, or any has any control in the management or ownership of the business as a matter of law. There's no evidence to suggest otherwise. And the matter of fact, it doesn't, it is not what it, uh, as suggested by the police then. Um, you say, is that the nub of the issue? Or, um, I, I'm not too sure. I, I'm, I'm not too sure what you mean by that. But if you're saying that that seems to be the issue for their six police to continue to run that submission, I think that's what they're running. They're, they're, they're having a second bite again. But but the reality of it is, if if there's no real change, 
as you suggest, which I refute, then why would we make this application? <laughs> the, 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 the application's been made because we want to make a change because of the circumstances of COVID-19. Potentially, you could put a condition on the licence, which I, I would, would believe it's not necessary, but we could say that he's omitted for a period of, say, 12 months. So hopefully the crisis will be gone by then. But it, it is only because of this crisis that we are seeking to make this change to get a, an extra pair of helping hands into the business because um, the business may not survive in its current form. Uh, and many businesses are similar. So I, I, I hope I've answered that, Councillor Day. So, Councillor Day, if you'd like to, it, it, does that answer your question? And if so, could you move on to the, the next question, please, if you have a further question? I, I, I would still argue, Chair, that uh, the crux of the matter lies in actually Mr Zion Chowdhury's presence um, on the premises. Um, if, if we go to um, the uh, written evidence from uh, Essex Police, and we haven't heard from them yet, so I'm not sure, and I'll take uh, legal advice on that, whether I can touch upon that yet. Uh, Councillor Day, if you wouldn't mind, uh, the police's written statement is not as you identified yourself being presented by them, and the way to address any points uh, raised therein are by way of questioning Mr Moody. Okay, thank you. Let me then turn to um, the, the, the question of... Well, no, probably I can't. Um, Mr Chairman, I have no objection to the Council referring to the representations that's in the pack because they are representations that are made. So obviously this gives me an opportunity to answer any any points that Councillor wants to make. Obviously I can come back later on, but I have no objections if he wants to refer to the evidence which we've all had and we've all agreed we've read. Thank you, Mr. Dads. That's uh, that's helpful. No, but that's to Mr. That's to the chairman, Councillor Day. Yeah. I do apologise. I have to. Yeah. I'm just making that as a suggestion. So it's up Thank to you, you, Mr. Chairman, of course. Yes, I, I'm. I'm happy to proceed on that basis. Um, uh, but re uh, always remembering that we, we do have the um, submission from Essex Police uh, still to come. I'm just going to change. Um, my next question. Mr. Dad, could you tell us why you've not brought along Mr. Zyle Chowdhury today as a witness? I would thought that he's a quite a vital component in your case and it would have given the panel the opportunity of asking him um, some questions. I find that a bit of a shame, really. Well, Councillor Day, I do apologise. I certainly don't want to upset you, but I really don't like the I don't like the approach uh, and the question. But I will attempt to answer it. But I say this is that it's for the premise licence holder to adduce its evidence it wants and the information it wants. Um, uh, component, obviously, he's an individual, um, but in any event, the reason why he's not here and need not to be here because he'll be a mere worker. Um, 
at Inde, he's not part of the management. And, and he, he, it's literally the management and the ownership that want to have him on the premises working. Um, we, we wouldn't ordinarily bring a worker to you. In any event, um, he has no decision-making powers. He'll only be working and he'll be under our supervision, which you, you and your colleagues granted us a license. And you believed last year that we could promote the licensing objective, which we've been doing. I mean, I, I don't know really. I, I can I, I get a sense by this screen and this system that um, you, obviously you're not happy with with the application, and that's fine. That that's your judgment. You're entitled to that. But likewise, we're entitled to make the application, offer the evidence we have. It's a matter for you. But in essence, it's about we already have a license. We already promote the licensing objectives. What we're asking for this individual to come to the premises to work under our supervision. We are fit and proper people uh, to, to run the license. We have premises, personal license. We have a premises license. We have good character. So there's no reason why we can't supervise a worker. Mr. Dads, if I could just come in uh, briefly here. Uh, there has been no predetermination whatsoever on this application. We are listening to the uh, the information provided by yourself and by Essex Police. The only reason that this and that's that, that this question, you. sorry, uh, the only reason that this question is in front of this panel is because there has been an application made for a, ver a, a major variation, and we want to understand and ensure that if if any variation is agreed. Uh, then it will not undermine the, uh, the licensing objectives going forward. Um, but Yes, um, uh, Mr Chairman, thank you for that. And I, I accept that there's no predetermination, but I, likewise, I'd rather be quite candid and tell you how what I'm thinking at this time. It's a bit different on the, on the computer, I know, but I accept the council and you all will ha keep an open mind, even though you may come with, um, with faults uh, after reading the papers. Okay. Thank you. So, Mr. Day. Can I, can I turn, Mr. Dads, to um, the CCTV? Um, Essex police officers who uh, attended the restaurant um, as a result of what I, I suppose you could best say was a tip-off, uh, and they found that the CCTV was not working. Can you enlighten us as to whether this was a one-off failure? Um, are records kept for the maintenance of the CCTV? And if so, has uh, you or your client um, brought evidence along of a maintenance book today? Mr. Dads, you're still on mute. Would you like, allow me to take an instruction on that for me, Mr. Chairman? Yes, of course. Thank you. Councillor Day, could you mute yourself, please, when you're not speaking? Thanks.
Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I'm sorry it, it takes a bit longer, this system. Uh, Councillor Day, um, as I understand it, and my instructions were that there was a defect in the um, system when they were looking to um, download the footage on the uh, time requested. The new system was upgraded about three days later and the police formed. Understanding it was updated last summer. Um, there's been no further matters arising and no further inspections from the licensing authority or police. So that matter has been resolved and the CCTV does work and it can be inspected at any time. It's the first part of your um, reply, Mr. Dads. Um, my question was, ha has there or is there a record of any uh, other defects uh, since June of last year? Uh, none, as I'm aware. This system is a new system. The old, the, the previous CCTV was 20 years plus. The new system's been installed at, at some expense, so it's all working correctly, as, as I understand it, and it was a free for inspection. Thank you. Again, I'm going to have to uh, turn to the Essex Police Evidence Company. Um, they were supplied with information that uh, Mr Zyle Chowdhury was continuing to work at the premises, hence why they visited. Can you tell the panel how many times he has worked there since these um, conditions were imposed last year? Uh, none. Thank you. Right, I'd now, Mr. Dads, like to take the opportunity to refer to your email, um, which is in the bundles of papers dated the 3rd of April this year, when you sent the email to Essex Police Licensing Department at Braintree concerning this application. And I refer specifically to paragraph four, where you state categorically that Zyle Chowdhury has nothing currently to do with the restaurant. And you state that he is in fact working full time at the airport and is in continuing with this employment. Can you tell the panel what he is actually doing at the airport considering the current situation? Just one moment, please. My, my understanding uh, and my instructions are that he continues to be uh, under contract uh, to his employer. But as you rightfully say, at the moment, um, I don't believe that, that there's any work uh, at the airport or little work. Um, but obviously, that is his employment. Um, government and uh, gov government have announced this week, and we'll see how it goes. That encouraging people to return back to work. But obviously, that is in relation to his employment, uh, and not to do with um, here coming and working in the evening um, at the restaurant as a worker. So I think the two things are separate. They, they don't clash. But obviously, at the moment, no different to me. 
I'm only working, I, I don't normally work on a Tuesday. Now I'm only in on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays as a, as a rule. We're all working differently. You're, you're at home and not at the council chamber. So I think things are different at the moment in time. That's why this application is being made. And as I've said, even if the condition allows it for a temporary provision for say 12 months, uh, so to allow this business to survive. Thank you for that. There's uh, various interpretations, of course, that one could put on that. Well, no, don't, 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 don't try to second guess it. If you if you've not understood it, I'm quite happy to answer, uh, clarify my answer. What I'm trying to uh, actually ascertain, Mr. Dad, is the actual opportunity for Mr. Zyle, um to actually attend these premises at the Queen Victoria. You, you are inferring, I would suggest, in your uh, email, that the fact that he is employed at the airport means that he won't go to the restaurant. No, I, I, don't, I don't infer that at all. I think what, what, what we're trying to say is that he has a full-time job somewhere else. That's his principal job. And he will come to this premises... Uh, principally in the evening to help out at the weekend, so it, it's a few hours. So it's not it's not his principal employment. He has a principal employment. He will be helping out at weekends at this premises. So I, I think that's what all I'm saying. It, it's not his principal work. He will be there to help out. I think you've explained it now, but your email and that was the whole point of my question certainly did not. Okay, well, I'm, I'm pleased that you asked the question in that case, so it gives me the opportunity to amplify and clarify the paragraph. Thank you. Finally, and you almost probably said, thank God. Um, no, 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 of course not. <laughs> um, you, you make a bit of a plea in your uh, email, Mr. Dads. Um, but what I'd like to hear from you, can you tell the panel why we should ignore very clear guidance from the Secretary of State and his guidance on immigration crime issues, which is dated April 2018. And I refer specifically to paragraph 11, subparagraph 26, which concerns the role of a local authority panel in reviewing applications. And I quote. No, I, I know the guidance. You don't have to read it out. But if you just refer to unless you want your other members to hear well, it. With, with all due respect, this has to be recorded, uh, Mr. Dads. And it's okay. for the benefit of everybody at this hearing. You may well have um, the background and the knowledge um, but I think it has to be brought into the open in the panel. And I quote, the licensing authority is still empowered to take any reasonable steps to remedy problems. The local authority's duty is to take steps with a view to the promotion of the licensing objections and the prevention of illegal working in the interests of the wider community, and this is a very important part now, 
and not those of the individual license holder. I would suggest, Mr. Dodds, conveniently gotten that, certainly in the email that you sent to Essex, please. Well, Councillor Day, um, I mean no disrespect at all. <laughs> it's always awkward when a lawyer says that, but but I, I think you've, uh, you, the way you've approached that is, is wrong for the following reason, is the first thing is the guidance under um, paragraph 11.26 and 11.27 of the statutory guidance relates to review of premise uh, uh, of a licensed premises. This application is not a review of a licensing premise. premise. This is an application to vary a premises license. So that is not a test or anything that you should take into regard today. That that particular paragraph, it, it, it may be relevant and may be argued uh, a new application when it was first uh, set out. Even then, I think it had, um, you, one has to be very careful about using that. Because I can then take you to the first paragraph of that, uh, of the number 11. If you've got the statutory guidance in front of you, it says uh, um, 11.1, the review process, and sets out it's a key um, factor when um, promoting the licensing objective. But it also says at 11.2, at any stage following the grant of the premises license, you may ask for a review of the premises because of matter arising in connection with the premises and the four licensing objectives. So you can only seek a review of this license on matters arising after its grant. So you could only review it for matters arising, I say, after July 2019. But in any event, we're not reviewing the license. Um, the license has been granted. The premise license holder has been determined by your good selves that they can promote licensing objectives and they have a license. That license has been running. I know that there's a condition it's subject to. And we have set out that the ownership and the control and management continues to be invested in the current premise license holder and management structure. What we're doing is saying that this individual can work there uh, and um, by him working there, we'll be supervising him and making sure there's no undermining the licensing objectives. Going back to the point of employing illegal workers, you'll be aware that the leading case is the East Lindsay District Council and ANIF. And, and I was the advocate that dealt with that on behalf of the local authority and dealt with it at the High Court. So I was on the other side. Uh, and I'm very aware of the facts and the importance of ensuring that the licensing objectives are promoted and we're not employing illegal workers. There is no, no suggestion whatsoever that this premises is employing illegal workers. It has a whole system in place. And the employment of or engagement of Mr. Saul Israel Chowdhury, uh, he is entitled to work. There's no suggestion that he is in, uh, not entitled to as an illegal worker. And there's no evidence, and I make it absolutely clear in my submission, he will not be um, involved in any management or engagement or any employment of any workers. So there is no undermining, no risk of us uh, the premise license holder employing illegal workers. 
So, and that has been dealt with. That that matter arose a couple of years ago. That that has passed. This application, uh, in accordance with law, uh, under statute guidance, the same that you've been referring to, says that each application must be judged on its own merits. And the test is, it's about promotion of the licensing objectives. Does the employment, him working, undermine the licensing objectives? My answer to that is no. Will he be engaged in employing workers? No. Can he, is he entitled to work? Yes. Uh, and and uh, the, the, the supervision, as we currently have, is there. And there's no suggestion by the licensing authority that th there will be an undermining the licensing objectives. No members of the public, no councillors. Thank you. Uh, are, are there any other councillors who have any questions? Okay. If I, yes. Sorry, I'm sorry, Mr. Chairman, but could Councillor Day please mute himself? Oh, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Okay. I, I then have uh, one question, and this may just be something I misunderstood, Mr. Dads, but I'd like to verify. Uh, you responded to Councillor Day that uh, Mr. Zaul Chowdhury had not been working on the premises since the grant of the licence. Could you confirm that Mr. Zaul Chowdhury has not actually been on the, on the premises or, or how many times has he been on the premises since the grant of the licence back in June 2019? Mr. Dad, you're on mute still. I apologise, Mr. Chairman. Um, I did take that as an instruction, but I, I will just clarify uh, with my clients, so if you allow me to pause just for a moment. Mr. Chairman? Yes. 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 Sorry, it, it, it is as I expected, but I just wanted to clarify to make sure it was correct. I believe that Mr. Um, Zahul Ismail Chowdhury um, uh, attended the premises uh, once last June or July time. It might have actually been July. I, I can't, I, I, in fact, it was June or July one occasion, not when the premises was open, to collect some post. Um, and uh, I know that I had discourse with them at the time and said um, that shouldn't be permitted, even though the premises is not open. 
uh, and make sure that in future any post, if anything has come, to either have it redirected or, or make some other arrangements. But he hasn't been on the premises other than that uh, that one occasion. That's my instructions. Okay, thank you. That's very clear. So on one occasion, and just to collect her post whilst the premises were, were closed. Thank you. Yes. Do the panel have any further questions for Mr. Dabbs? Yes, Councillor Lees. I'm sorry, Mr. Dabbs, and I certainly don't want it to seem like a cross-examination, but I just want to be absolutely clear on your answer there. On the police submission, as I'm sure you saw, it did say that shortly after the grant of this licence in September 2019, Essex Police received intelligence that Mr. Zayam Chowdhury was still frequenting the premises and acting as capacity manager. But we'll put that aside because your answer was he's only been on the premises once. And then it says that um, acting on this intelligence, they pretty much saw he was there following there. And also there is... There is a question um, by the police that they are making the, they have assumed, or they have an understanding would be a better term, that uh, Mr. Chowdhury was controlling the CCTV system remotely via the app on his mobile phone. Um, I understand the police haven't presented theirs, and I do apologise, um, PC Moody, to jump ahead. I just want to be clear here that Councillor Lavelle asked you the question of how many times has he been on the premises? Um, and your answer was once. So my question, and I don't, I don't want to sound too combative, but I'm a little bit concerned is it, by it, mm. is that there is, seems to be a sort of contradiction here by yourself and the police. The police are saying that they've had intelligence that he was on more than one occasion. And you are saying that according to... Mr. Chowdhury, you've spoken to, he had only been on the premises once. Please, could you enlighten that or confirm on that? Or are you saying the police are incorrect? Or has there been a misconception of the question here? Uh, we, we can both be right, actually. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't see... Uh, and let me explain why we can both be right. Um, we are right in, in our submission is only been once. In addition to that, the CCTV has been updated and improved. Um, so it's a new system and there's been no further request, I believe, since July. Uh, no further visits during the last seven or eight months. So that's our position and our position is clear. From Essex Police's position, um, their... Um, uh, their representations are based on intelligence. So they could be right, that they are right that, to say that they have intelligence and this is what it tells them, but that doesn't mean the intelligence is correct. You, with intelligence, you have different grades. So I don't know the source of the intelligence. I don't know the credibility and reliability of the intelligence, and I've not seen any of the evidence. So if there is a phone call into uh, Essex Police, then there would be uh, a, um, a storm report that records the call, records the information, and should be available to all of us to see. Uh, there will be a proper record and note taken. Um, 
it might be a competitor. It could be uh, someone malicious and it could be have no um, credibility. Well, it doesn't insofar as we, we say uh, it doesn't have any standing because uh, he's only been there once. Um, there might be a misunderstanding of, of um, mis, mis, mistaken identity. It might be that someone thinks this child who looks like someone else. I, I, I can't possibly give an explanation, but that's why I say we, we can both be correct. But it could be that the person ringing in is wrong or malicious or concocted. I don't know because I don't have that evidence and I can't test it. Uh, can I come back, Mr Chair? Um, one more question then, sorry, is, um, so you didn't, you said the new system had been updated. Could you just tell me when the new system was updated? Was it after this is this incident with Mr Chowdhury on the CCTV? Has the CCTV been updated since that? Uh, yes, I, I think it's been since Ju July 2019. It was pretty much fairly quickly afterwards. It was uh, the system. And um, couldn't be retrieved, so they put a new, a whole new CCT system in. Okay. Um, could you just clarify that with your clients? Because the police report said it's September two thousand nineteen. That, that well, when I'll, I'll clarify. I, for, for, I thought it was July, but I'm happy to just um, take some instructions. One moment, please. Council, we're just looking at the date. Be with you one moment. Hello, councillor. Sorry, it was quite good because I can go to the filing cabinet and get the file out with the file notes. 
because uh, I can't, can't remember the exact date, but I have it here that the police um, inspect went to the premises on the 7th of September to check passports and to um, an unannounced visit on the 7th. They found nothing out of place. They certainly didn't found Mr Chowdhury, which you would expect. Uh, but they asked then on the 7th to look at the CCTV for the 13th of August. Um, they went back. They could only go back as far as the 17th of August on that. Um, the, uh, then the, the system was 17 year, years old, it says. Um, and in effect, um, they were in the process of putting a new system in and then they put a new system in within a week of that. So I think you're right that it was seven days after the 7th of September that they put a new system in. But um, on the 9th, they were able to go back as far as the 17th of August, so from the 7th to the 17th, but they couldn't go back any further on the recall of the data. But they did do a full inspection on the 7th and found nothing untoward. I hope that assists. Uh, thank you for assisting. I do apologise, PC Moody, for interceding on the police. I think maybe... We ought to let you. Sorry, Mr. Chairman. Hey, thank you, um, Mr. Dads. I have one further question, uh, which is not directly related to this, but is just for my information, relating to the conditions on the license. Condition two, related to the um, the checks for uh, any person employed uh, being capable of working in the in. Uh, the UK. Can you advise me or can your clients advise me how many such checks have been uh, undertaken since the grant of the licence? Please. Thank you. All those checks have been carried out because we, um, when they before they reopened, um, a partner here, Natasha Nunn, and uh, a paralegal, Jean Adams, attended the premises and went through all the checks on all the workers and then verified the individual documents, which I believe was inspected on the 7th of um, September. And since those original checks, uh, uh, following the the, um, the grant of the new license. Have there been any further applications for new employees? And have there been any oh, additional... Oh, need... Okay, we'll just check one moment. Thank please.
thank you, Mr. Chairman, for that. Uh, yes, there's been two uh, additional workers since August uh, last year, uh, and that they have been um, checked their ID with the uh, accountant, and they're on the PAYE, and they're in, and their documents are at the premises. Okay, thank you very much, Mr. Dads. Thank you. Are there any further questions from the councillors for the applicant? Okay, can I then suggest before we just move to the place, if we take a, a, a short pause, if we can resume here at 10 past two, I'm just aware that this um, type of, of meeting is a little bit more taxing uh, on all of the participants. Could we say what to do, Mr. Chairman? It gives me a time for a comfort break. Uh, sorry, uh, Mr. Dads, you broke up a little. Did you, did you, did you say 2.15? Yes, please. 2.15. Okay. So if we take a short break and we resume at 2.15, and we will resume with the um, information from us, please. Thank you. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. 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 Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.
Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.
Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.
Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. To this meeting or are participating by um, teleconference. I'd like to everybody to, to go through and um, just state that they're on, on again. So I'm Councillor Vell, I'm on. If the other members of the panel could just uh, state that they're present. Sorry, for, for the other councillors, could you just uh, state your name and that you're present, please? Peter Isham, councillor for Takeley, present. Councillor Lees, representation of Elsom and Henham, present. Just to mention, Chair, your, your voice is breaking up quite badly to me. I can hardly pick you up. Um, I'm... Uh, Councillor Day. Um, Thank you, Councillor Day. Can I just verify for the other people on the call, are you able to hear me reasonably well? Thank you, Mr Chairman. If I can just ask Mr Ferguson to confirm, are there any issues surrounding connectivity? Uh, I have to say that there is some static or breaking up. I agree that it is breaking up a bit. Um, yeah. Yeah, thank, thank you, uh, Mr. Smith. Um, yes, it is breaking up. Um, Councillor Lavelle, if perhaps you could just move back from your microphone just slightly to see if that helps at all. Um, we'll take it from there. Okay, it, does that sound any better? Yes. Okay, thank you. Okay, so for the members of uh, for the officers of UDC, could you just uh, state your, your names, please? Oh, I need to... Uh, Steve Mahoney, Senior Licensing Officer for UDC, here. Elizabeth Smith, Solicitor, also present. Ben Ferguson, Democratic Services. All Democratic Services. Chris Gibson, Democratic Services. And then for the applicants, could you please uh, confirm you? Harris Chaudhry, premises license holder. My name is Fadlul Mr. Chairman, uh, I'm David Dad, but I'm going to ask you to pause for a minute because my battery is going low. I thought the charger was in, but it doesn't seem to be charging. So I've just got to look at that. I'm very sorry. Bear with me one second, please.
and then from Essex Police. Afternoon, Chair. Um, my name is William Moody. I'm a District Licensing Officer with Essex Police. Are there any other participants in this meeting? Okay, thank you. Mr. Moody, you're breaking up as well. It may help, subject to correction from Mr. Ferguson, if you don't lean too closely into your screen, that may help you. Uh, I'm back. I'm sorry about that. The, the battery light came up, but I'm unaware that it wasn't charging. So I've had to get a long extension lead. So in the office, it's unusual. So thank you, Mr. Chairman. Mr. Dads, I just confirmed that we completed the roll call uh, and everybody who was on the call previously is, is back on the call. So you mentioned that you had two further pieces of information. Yes. Yeah, so, um, I realised going through my notes that I hadn't answered Councillor Lee's point regarding one of the CCTV um, issues. I can confirm uh, that, uh, that, that under no circumstances does uh, Mr. Um, Chowdhury, the Zal uh, Isal Chowdhury, have any access to our CCTV on his telephone. It may be that that's the system they had previously, I don't know, but certainly... Uh, has no access to the CCTV. So that's the point that I missed out, and I just wanted to confirm that. Uh, and the uh, point of law, probably for the lawyer, and I don't want to get too legalistic about it, but um, uh, under Section 9 of the Licensing Act 2013, um, the licensing authority can establish one or more licensing subcommittees, but they must consist of three members there's no provision to allow a subcommittee of four. The reason for that is that you can't have um, the reason for that is you can't have a casting vote. It can't be a two-two. That's why you have three. So um, there can never be a uh, uh, can't ever be a casting vote because it's quasi-judicial. So that's why you have a a sitting of three. So it's regulation. Um, sorry, it's section nine, subsection one. So I'm sorry, I've only just realised because of the screen split, I can only see nine at one at once. But um, the subcommittee consisting of four um, is not lawful. Thank you for making that point, Mr. Dads. Um, this is a rural area and there are issues surrounding connectivity, etc., as you've no doubt noticed. 
It's therefore under the regulations made under the coronavirus that perfectly permissible for us to have an additional person dialed in in reserve. And therefore the subcommittee today is of councillors Lavelle, Day and Lees. Mr. Isham, sorry, is a reserve in the event of one of the other three members disappearing off the radar. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's fine. And, and that clarification is, is clear because that's normally permissible in normally in case there's a declaration of interest. So I have no objections. Thank you very much for that. And so what you're saying is as long as the connectivity is correct, ultimately there will only be three members making a decision at the end of the um, deliberation. That's correct. Thank you. Right, so uh, that's it, Mr Chairman. Thank you very much for allowing me to raise that point. Okay, thank you. So now, uh, Mr. Moody, if you'd like to present the information on behalf of Essex Police. Yeah, good afternoon, afternoon Chair. Um, could I just check a couple of things first? Um, number one, can you hear me clearly now? Yes, I can hear you well. Right. Okay, I've got a little kind of a microphone here thing that I'll hold. Um, the next is that you've had the opportunity to read. Uh, or submissions sent by Essex Police so far? Yes, all the members of the uh, of the um, committee have had an opportunity to read. Perhaps. Okay, great. In that case, um, I think, um, same as uh, Mr Dad's, my kind of opening speech isn't going to be war and peace. Um, it's essentially just condensing the material that you've got in front of you, um, including the timeline of events, and the kind of original submission. Um, I should say the submission wasn't written by me. Um, as you're aware, I'm standing in for another officer um, at short notice who couldn't make the hearing. Um, essentially, the history, as I'm sure you're aware, is that uh, the company that is directed by um, Fazlul Chowdhury um, has a track record as uh, one of the worst immigration uh, offenders that we've seen in Essex. Um, since 2013, uh, 19 illegal workers were found at the Queen Vic. Um, this obviously resulted in a revocation of the premises licence. And to be truly honest, I'm very surprised that it didn't result in a revocation sooner. Um, I'm surprised that the restaurant was allowed to, to operate um, to the point where it was visited, I think, four times. Every single time um, immigration offenders were found. This led to the licence being lost. Um, a new grant was applied for and was, um, to my surprise, granted. Um, I think uh, I'm not alone in, in being surprised at that. Um, there were some conditions added, namely in that there were two people um, that were excluded from the premises, and that's Zayel Chowdhury and Omar Sharif. Mr. Dads is right in that this um, application should be judged in its own merits. Um, I think it's important to note that one of those merits is that the applicant is Basil Chowdhury, who has been a director of, I think it's Aldbrook Limited, since 2011, which, like I said, um, has employed 19 different illegal workers since uh, 2013. So I think that is one of the points that you should take into consideration, is that Mr Chowdhury is applying for this, this variation. 
The only time that Mr. Chowdhury, as Basil Chowdhury, wasn't in control of the business is uh, when there was a transfer application made. Um, so the directorship changed very quickly from Mr. Chowdhury to someone else. And then once the transfer was rejected, uh, Fazal Chowdhury then was reinstated as the manager. So I think it's pretty clear that Fazal Chowdhury um, has been in control of the business for quite some time. And in effect, that the business hasn't changed despite the new grant. So on granting the new license, UDC um, elected to impose some conditions on the license that they felt would uphold the licensing objectives, namely to exclude Zal Chowdhury and Omar Sharif. The, counselor, the councillors in that instance decided that that was an appropriate measure. What this application doing, the application before you at the moment, um, that is seeking to basically reverse that decision. That's seeking to undo the decision that was made originally to put that condition on and just completely remove um, to, from Zal Chowdhury to be permitted in the premises. To be honest, we think this kind of speaks for itself. Um, we did receive intelligence that Zal Chowdhury was on the premises um, and there was the issue that has been touched upon already um, about the CCTV, um, namely that we received information that Zal Chowdhury was still on the premises. Um, and I think the words used were multiple occasions. Um, I'll just double check that. But uh, there were basically more, more than one allegation that Zal Chowdhury was on the premises. Um, I think the issue with CCTV, um, our explanation differs a bit from, I think, the, the, the applicants. Um, the applicant states that the CCTV um, was accessible but couldn't go as far as the officers wanted. Um, I'm not sure where this information has come from, to be honest. Uh, the information that we have is that officers attended and were removed from the system. So they accessed the system and on multiple occasions they were, and I think the words in the uh, bundle were used, boot, booted out, they booted out the system. Okay, um, I think that speaks for itself in terms of, you know, not kind of getting an error message or, you know, not being able to go back as far as, as you wanted, but to actually be removed from the system by supposedly an external source. I'm a bit confused about um, the system being, uh, the, the allegation was that the information they received was that um, the officers were removed via an app. Um, I don't think this lines up with the, the fact that the original system was apparently 20 years old. Um, I think that's something that you need to, to consider yourself, councillors, as to what side of the fence you fall on there. Um, you know, I have absolutely no reason to disbelieve the officers um, in saying that they were removed from the system at that time. Um, yeah, again, the, the applicant stated that um, there, there could have been malicious reports. Um, I'm, not, I'm not too sure about that because the reports, I think, from the bundle um, relate from... For example, Zao Chowdhury laughing about kicking officers off of the CCTV um, via a telephone app. 
and that's there in the bundle, you can read that. Um, that seems oddly specific for a, um, a malicious complaint, considering that no one else, apart from people who would have been in that circle, would have known that the officers were trying to access the CCTV. So I don't see where the information and the intelligence that Zal Chowdhury was laughing about kicking officers off the CCTV. I have no idea how that could have been fabricated unless it was actually someone in the business passing information that I argue is truthful, truthful information. Okay. So in short, I think it's, it's on the balance of probability where you think whether or not Zal Chowdhury being allowed back on the premises is going to undermine the licensing objectives. I would argue, yes, I think it's pretty clear that that's the case. He's been involved with a company that has a terrible track record of hiring illegal immigrants. And I don't think there's any proof that can be given that he won't be involved in the day-to-day -day management of the premises. The fact that he works at the airport, I don't think mitigates that at all. Um, I believe it's a premises that will operate mainly in the evenings. And I think as a family business, he will very clearly be involved in some way in the management. So the applicant is also, has also mentioned the coronavirus and the current issues with that. Um, I don't think this should be taken into account. I think what you should make a decision on is whether or not granting this variation will result in an undermining of the licensing objectives. And I think very clearly that will. I think basically what that will do is reinstate management that before was involved in the, the running of a restaurant that has employed over a period of time, 19 different illegal workers. Okay. So I, th I think you need to ask yourselves whether you'd be happy to allow that variation and to potentially allow that, um, that illegality con to continue. Um, that's, that's all from me. I'm happy to take questions, um, bearing in mind that it, it's not my case, but I will answer as best I can, Chair, any questions that you, you may um, wish to direct to me. Okay. So thank you, Mr. Moody. So first of all, for the councillors, do you have any questions for Mr. Moody? <clears throat> Councillor Day. Thank you, Chair. Um, Mr. Moody, um, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned in so much as um, the Essex Police have not really given us what I would call direct evidence here. I would have expected perhaps to see uh, a, a written statement from the police officers that attended the uh, premises. Um, uh, this really is just a hearsay um, allegation. Um, it, it doesn't help, of course, that you also are further back in the line. You are not the direct officer that uh, has completed the report, and that's uh, no disrespect to you. I understand the situation, but I just am a little bit concerned, and I don't know whether you can answer that, why 
we haven't got um, written statements in front of us from uh, warranted police officers. Thank you, Councillor Day. Um, yeah, unfortunately, as you've alluded to, um, there's there's no information I can give on that. Um, my only guess would be that actually it was um, the local licensing officer herself who would have attended. Um, having said that, um, I still would have personally expected and, and hoped to see um, a um, a uh, statement from that. Um, however, I, sh I should point out that um, that's not uh, being disputed at this point. Um, so the, the respondent has said that um, officers did attend the restaurant and did check the CCTV and were met with some sort of obstruction from the system. Um, so it's, it's not being, um, that's, that fact's not being disputed. I think um, it, it was framed in a way that um, the system couldn't go back far enough I think that was the, the, the struggle that the, the applicant said that, that happened. Um, but in terms of a witness statement, um, like I said, I had sight of this case um, about an hour before um, we, we sat down to start the hearing. So I'm afraid I can't give you any more on that. No, I, I fully understand the situation that you're in, uh, Mr. Moody. It's, um, it, you've answered the question. If I could just ask one question, Mr. Moody, for clarification. Um, you mentioned just now that the you think it was the local licensing officer who attended on the day in question. Am I right in thinking it's the lady who, up until earlier this morning, we were expecting to be here instead of your good self? Yeah, thank you. Um, that would be um, my guess if I had to make one. Um, it's it's not written down anywhere which officers attended, um, so you can't take that from me as fact. Um, but if I was pushed to to make a, a guess, that's where I would, that's where I would, I would go. Thank you. Uh, just just before coming to you, Mr. Dads, can I just ask: Do other councillors have questions? Well, please. Okay, Mr. Dads. Could I ask the question for you, Mr. Chairman, uh, of the officer? Uh, in relation to um, the intelligence, um, is that phone calls into police headquarters? Um, and if so, that would be recorded on your storm system, wouldn't it? That's my first point of clarification just to understand that and then I've, I've got a follow-on if that's right Mr Chairman. Uh, so Chair can I respond? Uh, one moment uh, Mr Modi just before responding. Um, it, uh, Mr Dads had a question that I was going to be asking which actually was going to be how many um, sources or how many um, people have contacted the police to uh, allege that Mr. or to state that Mr. Zowell, Islam Charitary, was, was present on at the, at the premises. Thanks, Chair. Um, I can't give you any more that's in the bundle that was, was given to you. I think, we'll just double check, but I think the words were um, multiple and 
further. Um, other than that, um, I can't tell you how many there, there was. I don't have that information, I'm afraid. And to come back to Mr. Dadz's point of were they calls to Essex Police Headquarters, um, again, I have no way of telling that. But obviously, that's not the only source of, of potential information. Um, crime stoppers, a police officer could be stopped in the street. Um, it could be a call to 101. Um, so I, I don't think that a storm report is the be-all or end-all of intelligence. Um, that being said, it may well have been a call to headquarters. I'm afraid I just don't have that information. All I have is the um, bundle that you have in front of yourselves. Okay. okay thank you. And then can I ask for a, f a further point of clarification uh, relating to the bundle? Um, but when I was reading the bundle, it did not appear to state that uh, Essex Police saw Mr. Zawal Islam Chowdhury on the premises. Uh, have I misunderstood the, the, the way in which the document is written? You just bear with me uh, one second. I'll just give you a quick scan. Um, but I think, I think you may be right. Mr. Chairman, could I um, ask um, my question or some oh. questions? For... Sorry, Mr. Dads, could I just answer the Chairman's question first? Yes, Mr. Dads, if you could just wait for a few moments and then we'll open up. Oh, sorry, I didn't hear. Yeah, Chair, to answer your question, um, the bundle doesn't state, um, as far as I can see, that officers saw um, Zal Chowdhury at the time of the visit. I think if they did, there would be more of an, uh, a kind of emphasis put on it on the bundle. Um, I think it was um, the fact that they received um, information following the visit, so after the visit. Um, so the visit was made in response to some intelligence after the visit, there was further intelligence received um, that Zal Chowdhury was controlling the CCTV remotely um, and was heard laughing about doing this um, at the premises later that evening. Okay, thank you, Mr. Modi. So, Mr. Dads, uh, if you have questions, if you could put them to me and I, I will agree or not agree whether they can be put through to the, uh, to, to the police. You're on mute, Mr. Dads. Sorry, it's not... Thank you, Mr. Chairman. It's not cross-examination, points of clarification, and through you, of course. Um, the... I, I wanted to know... Oh, sorry. I wanted to know um, how, how many... Like you, you've identified, who, who has called? How many? When? Because... Um, uh, uh, officer, you will appreciate uh, we're not making an assumption whether it's crime stoppers stopped in the street or calling 101. You're relying on intelligence. And the police service must record that intelligence. So, And they have a central recording system, which is your police database. So you're drawing your intelligence from that. Now, the police licensing also have innkeeper, which they keep the records. 
So all I'm saying to you is, please, can you just clarify your source of intelligence and the grade of intelligence so that the members and I have an understand what weight to attach to these allegations? Mr. Modi, are you able to answer? I am, yes, if you'll allow me, Chairman. Um, so I, I think that's a point of clarity that's been made uh, more than once. Um, I don't think it particularly needs clarifying any further. Um, but as you've asked it, I, I will tell you that um, I have no more information that is on the bundle in front of you. And there are multiple strands of uh, you know, the way intelligence can be received. There are different sources um, that it could be held on. Um, Essex Police do use um, a, a central uh, licensing system. Um, as, as far as I'm aware, um, I, I haven't inquired on that system recently. Like I said, um, I was instructed very soon before the... Um, the hearing has started. Um, so I, I can't offer any further clarity than, than what is in the bundle in front of you. I have one last question because I don't think we're going to go much further. So I don't want to waste time and I'll leave the submission closing, Mr. Chairman. But one further question. Um, what steps did Essex Police take after the visit on the 7th of September 2019 to clarify, confirm, or affirm the intelligence they were receiving? How many visits did they undertake? How many further inspections of CCTV? Whether they wrote my client and said, we understand that there's something amiss here because we've had X, Y, and Z said to us. What, what further action did your officers take after having this intelligence after August last year, other than the visit of the 7th of September? So... On looking at the bundle, we received uh, contact from uh, the applicant solicitor, which I assume may have been yourself, Mr. Dads, um, yes, stating that if he was at the premises uh, at all, it would only be to collect property and not returning. Um, the suspected breach of conditions were then passed to the local authority. So I'm afraid I can't um, answer on what UDC did with the information that was passed over, um, as, it, as it would have been a kind of statutory breach of condition and, and for them to uh, enforce. So uh, that might be for them to, to reply to. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not the condition. I, I'm, what I'm asking for is what steps did Essex take to confirm um, the intelligence or not, as the case may be, in the last nine months? Follow, following the visit, um, there was a referral to, to UDC. No further, no, no further action by Essex Police? Uh, not further than the referral, no. Thank you. Mr Chairman, that clarifies all the questions I have. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Ma th uh, thank you, Mr Moody. Are there any further questions from the panel to Mr. Moody? Mr. Mahoney, I have a question for you. Since, yes, since
any uh, action being undertaken? Uh, I apologise, Chair. I didn't hear any of that. There was a very loud buzzing in between. I think other members heard it as well. Okay, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, let me let me try this again. Is that any better? Yeah. Okay. So since there was uh, the, the reference referral over to you by Essex Police, have further visits been made to the premises by our enforcement team? Um, I did check the, the, the system prior to this hearing and there are no recorded visits to the premises. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. So, uh, so then Mr. Dads, if you'd like to make your closing remarks. Um, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, as applicant, normally I would be the last to speak. Uh, for closing, so normally the police would go first, but obviously it's your you're chairing it, but normally the the um, the applicant goes last. Yes, if I may assist, Mr. Chair, um, in the circumstances, and you'll see from the note I gave you, uh, it did state that the police. Uh, would make their submissions after they'd given their evidence. I'm sorry if you misread the note, Mr. Lavelle. I'm sorry. My, my apologies in that case. So yes, so so then yes, please. So Mr. Moody, um, if you'd like to make your submissions. Thank you. Uh, I, I don't believe there's much more that I need to say other than it's already been said. Um, just to reinforce the fact that um, you should you should think about. The history of, of not necessarily the license, but who is making the application um, in terms of a family business that has in, been involved in uh, especially serious criminality resulting in a license being revoked. And whether you believe on the balance of probability that uh, es essentially reversing UDC's decision originally to put these conditions on to promote the crime disorder licensing objective um, if you feel unbalanced probability, that is that is the right thing to do to reverse that decision um, and allow Zao Chowdhury back onto the premises. Um, other than that, I don't think I need to labour any more points. Thank you, Chair. Okay, thank you. So then, Mr. Dubs, do you have any concluding st statements? Yeah, yes, I do, Mr. Chairman. Um, I, I know I'm repeating myself, but with the test is as, um, for the police to show that this application, what we're seeking, will undermine the licensing objectives and the burden is on them and the burden is not on us. However, um, I have set out in my submissions why I believe licensing objectives will be um, maintained and, um, and promoted. It is wrong um, to say that the in effect this application is to reverse a decision that is not correct uh, that's not what i asked you to do and that is not the way of in effect approaching it what this application is is to vary a license to remove and amend a condition of course that will that is the decision that is made today um, so therefore there is a valid license it's been granted. Um, uh, there's no suggestion that there's been an undermining of licensing objectives. And you'll be looking at, if you amend that condition, will you be, um, will we 
be undermining the licensing objectives going forward, or have the police satisfied you on the evidence that there'll be an undermining of the licensing objectives? Um, and and in a, it might sound pedantic, but that that is the, the way of approaching it. Now, the comments about applications before and people before is not relevant because it is about this license. The officer says. Um, not necessary to look at the license. Well, that's not that. That's not the law. We're looking at this license, and we're looking at the licensing objectives. Now, what we have is um, um, uh, uh, intelligence, allegedly. So we'll deal with one thing at a time. The uh, the allegation that Mr. Um, uh, I'll just double check my name. Um, so Isal Chowdhury was present at the premises. Um, I've not seen any uh, intelligence, any uh, any source. It has to be recorded. And ordinarily, I would expect to see uh, either a statement or the storm report appropriately redacted, showing the strength of the intelligence. So, for example, it's a report by a council officer, a police officer, uh, a neighbour. It will be given a weight of whether that source uh, is more credible or not, and then it will factor on whether that that should be followed followed up or on. Uh, so we don't have that. Uh, we have speculation. It could have come through Crime Stoppers, stopped in the street, one hundred and one. It's all guesswork. We're not here for guesswork. The police are actually asserting an allegation. We have completely denied it and said we don't accept it. And we've said at our store. And it's for the police to prove, uh, it's for them to prove the he who asserts must prove. So they have not produced the, uh, the evidence or the intelligence that says otherwise. Now, even that, even that being the case, that was after the 7th of September. Now, 7th of September was an unannounced visit of an inspection premises, which I think was on the weekend, uh, on a Saturday. And... Uh, during that visit, they did not discover anything untoward. They checked all the paperwork with the workers and all was in order. Everything was in order and satisfied. Of course, when I say all in order, I will caveat that, that they couldn't go back to the CCTV. My client messaged me whilst we were talking and they said they don't think at all about the assertion of someone being um, pushed off or, or bounced off some CTV, but they, they don't understand those comments from Essence Police. Uh, the system could only go back so many days. But that has been replaced, as you have heard. Now, um, it is my understanding from what the officer said today is that Essence Police made a referral to the, um, the district council. And, no fur- and, and so from that moment, that, from September to now, there's obviously been no further intelligence or any other further referral or any other further work. I've certainly, on behalf of the premise licence holder, haven't been contacted. The council have not contacted us and the police have not contacted. So one would assume there's been further, no further intelligence since September or, or August. So, And certainly we know as a matter of fact that Essex Police in the last nine months since September have taken no further steps. The council have taken no further steps. And the licensing authority have not raised any objection to this variation of the license. Um, the 
the the position for I think from the police service, as you heard from the outset, is that they didn't want this granted, and it was granted, and it appears that maybe they're having a second bite at the cherry, and the law doesn't allow that. This is an application that should be judged on its merits. The licensing objectives are being met. There's been no no material breach. There's been no warning from the council. Uh, there's been there's been inspection by the police officer who found no issue at all. The only issue was ever that arose at this premises was the employment of illegal workers. That has been resolved. Uh, there is no suggestion whatsoever in any evidence that any of the licensing objects are undermined by anyone that's engaged or employed. And in fact, there's been an inspection and everything is in order. So what you've got to ask yourself is that if we have this person on the premises working, will it undermine, uh, will, it, will it in some way prevent the um, owner of the business from carrying out their checks and keeping the records as they have done since last year? And the answer to that, well, of course not, because we are not changing the management structure, the ownership. This individual is there for work. Now, um, the officer said that you should take disregard the comment regarding COVID-19. Well, no. Obviously, you have to be satisfied the licensing objects are promoted or satisfied the police have shown that we will undermine them. But the reason the application is being made is that at this moment in time, there's a difficulty in getting workers um, uh, to the to the premises with transport, etc. Um, that there is a problem with doing business um, obviously can't be open for people to come in, but you could do off sales, take away. And uh, there is obviously a problem with the level business, so the employment. So they, they are looking to um, have family members come and support this business so that hopefully after this crisis and they can reopen properly, that they can um, get back to business as, as normal. However, I did suggest, Mr Chairman, uh, reluctantly, but I did suggest that the condition could be placed on a licence of 12 months. And there's nothing to say that you couldn't put that as a time-limited condition. However, I don't think it's necessary or appropriate, but it was an offer. Um, and um, the reality of it is, is that the current premise licence holder will continue to maintain the licensing objectives, continue to keep the records uh, in good order, and continue to check the accountant and the solicitors to make sure anyone that is employed is um, is entitled to work. And there's nothing in the evidence that you've heard today that that licensing object has been undermined by the current premise license holder who was granted a license last year. And there's no suggestion going forward that that will be undermined going forward. Uh, th those are the submissions on behalf of the premise license holder. Okay, thank you, Mr. Dad. Uh, so, as I stated at the, at the start, uh, we are somewhat unusually reserving our decision, and we will be conferring as a panel, and we'll make the, the decision, and we will notify you of the decision, all parties of the decision, by the close of play on Friday afternoon. Uh, just before I close this part of the meet, this meeting, um, does anybody have any further questions or comments they'd like to make to me?
Mr. Chairman, I could just briefly conclude. Uh, this application is for the for a material amendment to an existing license. Uh, objections have been raised to that application by Essex Police, and has been pointed out to you. He who alleges that is the police must prove. The onus is on Essex Police to prove that the employment of this individual within this business will in any way undermine the licensing objectives. And in, in your deliberations, I would like you to bear that in mind. Uh, thank you. Okay, thank you. Councillor Lees also. Councillor Lees, did you have something? Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I'm really sorry, Mr. Dads. Um, I'm a big fan of t second, third and fourth chances, as, as my colleagues will will support and all of that. So please don't think I'm coming from any other way. Could, could you just clarify for me, because I wasn't on the panel last time, I've read the minutes, of why it was you that suggested that Mr. Chowdhury should that was one of the conditions that should be put on the new licence. I gather that it was from your suggestion. Um, so I'm, I'm finding it really tricky to, on just look at it from the outside, that you come to the licence and then you say, you know, I think one of the recommend, we, we suggest we could take Mr. Zyle off. And then I understand C19, I understand all that. But it could be, it can be perceived, can't it, that you know, six months later, you're asking to have him put back on. And of course, the police have to prove it. And they have asked us to consider of the historical evidence in the past. And I just want your taking or assurance that the, the, the police have asked us to consider whether it will continue or whether it will go back to how it was before. The fact that you suggested in the past that that was one of the conditions we should go with. And now there is an about turn. Did I, was that very clear? I've got it all written down in notes, but obviously not quite as clear. But can you see where I'm coming from? I, I understand um, your um, what you said, and I can answer it if um, Mr Chairman will allow me. Yes, please go ahead. Yeah. So, in fact, um, it's, not, it's, it's not a... Um, complete turnaround that there is some movement in it of course because what i have insisted i apologize for the phone in the background i don't know how to turn those off um the um the I, I have maintained um quite rightly that there should be no involvement in the ownership and management of the business and that that is the key driver because the person that's in control own ownership uh, uh, is that who, in effect, will engage and employ and do the checks for the uh, for those who they engage and employ? Um, it would. It's sometimes easier to have a complete uh, exclusion, but it's not unheard of where occasionally I will make submissions that they that the individual can work there. Um, so it, it 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 depends on on its circumstance. In this case. We didn't foresee any reason why at the time that this individual needed to be retained to work. Um, obviously, his circumstances have changed. However, there is, it is almost at months or whatever it is, but in any event, the circumstances have changed where we want to have that individual here working. 
However, the management structure remains the same. Uh, the checks remain robust and the same, and the ownership remains the same. So I feel quite, I feel confident that, that, that whilst it's a change, it is not a fundamental change um, so far as the ownership and management control. Uh, uh, but obviously, it's a matter of fact for you uh, and councillors to determine based on licensing objectives, the evidence from the Essex Police and my submission. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you all for participating. Um, as I say, we will make our deliberations and we will inform you of those by the end of Friday. Um, I will say, Mr. Dads, there were several important conditions that were applied to the licence uh, as a condition of granting the licence and modifying any of those important conditions for us is very serious in light of the fact that, as the police have highlighted, uh, the history of yeah. problems with the, um, uh, with the premises, if, if you'll just hear me out. However, the key for us is ensuring that we can that, that we uh, that if the business does continue to operate, it does comply with the licensing um, uh, uh, laws and and requirements. So, thank you. Yes, but thank you very much, Mr. Chairman. I, I'd only say to that: it's obviously you you will take all the matters into account, the passage of time, and the rewording of the condition regarding ownership and involvement in the management, which we're not seeking to amend. But I won't I won't go again because I think we're all rehearing it, but I, I understand the point that you make. And can I thank officers for um, and members and Essex I think the meeting has gone as, as well as one can expect it in this technology. So thank you very much, everyone. Okay. Thank you all very much. Thank and you. I'll turn the meeting now. Good, goodbye.